sparkle, sparkle. Oh, there's glitter on my pants. Literal sparkle. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, there's a tiny piece of glitter on your nose also. <gasps> Where is it coming from? <laughs> I don't know, because if you touched I've... glitter once in the past seven years, it's probably still on you. You're blessed with pretty microplastics. <laughs> glitter is the herpes of the art world. It's it so is bad. the herpes of the art oh, world. Oh, look at that. Hi, guys, and welcome to our podcast. We're very excited. This is my co-host, Devin Brooke. And my co-host, Andrea Nielsen, with me, and here with our lovely guest. Who pitched the film we're talking about today? Mean Girls. Miss Gwen Capaldo, or Miss Gwen Carroll, as you're yeah. fighting her on all the social medias and things. Excellent. Can you actually spell that for us so that we may find you? If we Gwen Carroll. G-W-E-N. Gwen. C-A-R-O-L-E. Carroll. Yeah. Excellent, excellent. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for having me. I'm very excited. Yeah, thank you for being here. Um, yeah, so a little background info on Gwen. Gwen, so you and I met. This was like so long ago. Like seven, seven eight, eight, even maybe. Maybe. Whoa, I did not know this. It was a while ago. So um, my partner, Chris, was hired to DP this short film called Knights of the Dead, which is so fun and cute. It is very cute. It's really fun. It was really fun. And Sorry, Gwen and it was, was called good. Knights of the Dead. Knights of the Dead. Of like the your guys' faces also just made like, oh, it's such a cute movie. It's like, I, but it's not a movie <laughs> well, about puppies. We were, it's a, we what, were a zombie like, movie, very I'm cute assuming. It is, making it. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. And it's a zombie movie, but it's like a comedy. It's like yeah. a, a zombie movie, but um, the but, house that they the zombies are sieging, it's um, people who are working and performers and like a like like a like medieval, medieval times, times. Yeah. restaurant amazing yeah amazing. so nice with a kn um and gwen was a, an actress in it and yeah we just we became friends with yeah. with the people from that it was a super fun set Hold yeah. now were you an actor on it uh, yeah okay yeah yeah it was i auditioned and everything wow <laughs> I, I was like one of the there was like a time i was like i had an audition like back in the times where it was very few and far between yeah so it was very special um, cool. Yeah. Can, do you want to give us a very brief, like, what you're up to now? Something that oh my you're God, excited Gwen is up about to now? So much now. Doing so. I'm so busy. I'm, actually, I play a lot of video games this week uh, and last week. It's Are been you playing quiet. Elden Ring? Because my um, husband is playing yes. that. Oh, He's we obsessed. need to talk about Elden Ring. Okay. Okay, I'll talk to him later. Um, because <laughs> I, I could talk about it all day. It's so good. It's so good. Okay, but we didn't come here to talk about that. Um, no, I mean, uh, you know, uh, pandemic wise, I. Just tired of that word, I think. I know. Um, I made a lot of internet content, so that's something that uh, became a thing. Uh, Dude, Gwen's not forty. She's being modest. She's got like forty nine thousand followers on Instagram and like forty six. But that was like some someone famous shared my video and got a lot of Chrissy Teigen to be specific. So shout out to Chrissy. Thanks, Chrissy. Because yeah, your TikTok and your Instagram like super blown up. Wild. Can you tell us what your handle is? Uh, Gwen Carroll on TikTok. It's Gwendolynstagram on Instagram. Best of luck. It, it's it's <laughs> Gwendolynstagram. You just Google it. Look, look, look up Gwen Carroll. It'll come up. Um, there you go. Uh, so I did that. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm an actor, so I do. Uh, I've been doing some commercials here, a couple TV shows yeah, here. Yeah, really big commercial. That so was I'm so like, exciting was, to see. Yeah, that was a while. That was a six day commercial shoot in South Africa, which you just don't <gasps> get to do very often. South um, Africa. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah she's like in the commercial, so... it's like she's a mom that's like singing through it and like goes to space and like all these rapping. different things. Yeah. It was a very. Um, so are you a singer as well? Um, yes, I am. Although this was like just like a cringy rap mom more uh, <laughs> along the lines of like, Might this lady better. shouldn't be rapping, but she is. Oh um, oh, it was a blast. It was very fun. It was a very fast paced shoot. It was a very physical because I danced a lot because that's kind Ooh. of what I, a lot of my content was at the time. 
um yeah people might recognize your your like tiktok um stuff from the ancient <laughs> ancient, ancient, ancient dancer. dancer yeah yeah that became a thing ancient dance because i was like ancient dancer does tiktok dance to ancient song was the which is all like, was 90s. like 90s music oh my god i, was like, I can't wait a I'm joke about Googling how old i am immediately so later. i do want to show you this video oh andrea because sure. again i brought you another person who yes. is an ace ventura nature calls <gasps> fan which is oh. her favorite <gasps> You this is her yes. favorite um, my, movie. I love it so much. And I, I can quote like, almost every line. Yeah, oh that's a thing. I love that entire monologue. I'm so excited to watch that later. Are you going to do that for yourself, oh my God. Tate? You should. The day I met you, anyway. Not <laughs> sure. I, do I do not have the time to do that, but wow. <laughs> yeah, so another another Ace Ventura connection for you. Oh, wonderful. Is that the criteria for guests now? Is it, I'm Maybe. sorry, do you have How an do you intense feel about love? How do you feel about What is your opinion? Detective? What is your opinion of Ace Ventura? Oh my gosh. When nature calls. One time I met Clearly a person that movie. said that they, did, they, they like, loudly bragged that they thought Jim Carrey wasn't funny. And <gasps> I was like, I'm done. Did you just conversation. open hand slap them in the mouth? No, I wanted to. In my head, I did. <laughs> But I'll never forget that. But they were like, just talking about Will Ferrell's and funny. Just naming all these really great comedians that they didn't find funny enough. But I feel like... I was like, you got to go. You got to get out of here. Those are are those people where it's like, you want to have an opinion that you think is different and interesting, but it's not. Like, ooh, what a rebel. Wow, you're so smart. Did you just get more hot? Yeah, wow. (laughs) How alternative your view is. That you don't think things that are objectively funny are funny. (laughs) Some of the funniest human beings on the planet. I mean... It's like the artist version of Straight Edge is being like, oh, I don't like that movie or that actor that is actually iconic and um, amazing. And it's I mean, usually like, some someone that, that that person wants to have yes. their career. Oh, it's I usually see. that. Yeah. It's usually that. And so, like, I understand not enjoying a certain style of comedy or certain, but like just saying that he's not funny is just objectively wrong. Yeah. It's incorrect. You'd be like, it's not for me, but hilarious. Yeah. You know, or Steve Carell sometimes, the, the really uncomfortable comedy oh, sure. makes me a little uncomfortable. However, he's one of the funniest persons ever. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, oh, I can appreciate someone who is good at there exactly thing mm-hmm. like jim carrey's face is made of play-doh and he's beautiful oh. at controlling it so oh. like shut your face and whoever that person was it's true so chrissy teigen who's listening to our podcast as yeah, well as jim carrey What's hey up? hey jim <laughs> love you guys um well let's get into some icebreakers okay i'm ready um this is my favorite icebreaker um this is the first one and i just love this question so much uh what is the first movie quote that comes to your mind don't think about it too hard go First one. I thought you'd never ask. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember the rest. Oh, um, fabulous. That's what, yeah. Yep, yep. That is the first thing that came to mind. That was the correct oh, answer. Perfection. <laughs> um, all right. First movie that blew your mind or made a huge impact on you? Oh, no. Well, okay. One of my, ear- I'm going to just say one of my earliest favorite movies was Singing in the Rain. It was really, oh, my mom lovely. made me watch a lot oh. of, a lot of that era of film. And, um, it was one of the first musicals that I uh, make them laugh specifically. It's genius. It was uh, made a big impact on me. And I was like, that guy is amazing. Um, so that that comes to mind. I mean, there are many, obviously, yeah. but that's a good one, though, because Singing Rain was early I feel fave. Like, yeah, I feel like a lot of us all grew up watching that. Like, we it's did. So beautiful. I watched it recently and I was like, Gene Kelly's kind of a dick. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, but he's so beautiful and, and talented. Such a good dick. I was like, the Moses kind of dancing. I guess his character was kind of douchey. Yeah, his yeah. character was was less than. But the yeah. the Moses supposes dancing and shit mm. is still it's so brilliant. It is it's so brilliant what they could do. And Our, Debbie, God, Debbie, <laughs> we love her. Okay, yeah. uh, what is a scene from something you can't get out of your head? So this is not a good one, 
Um, but I was just talking about this the other night because we were talking about the movie Hereditary I and how really, much I why did hated I know? it. Okay, that's also Slash my answer. Oh my yeah. God, sorry, go on. Ooh. No, yeah. No, like, but you get what I'm saying then. It's like the, it, it's really so much about sound specifically mm-hmm. in that movie. The sound was really that awful. sound that she made yep. after we saw that. Because um, I actually watched that with you and our There's, friend Rossi yeah. for the first time and Chris, and he would come up behind me for like the next no. two weeks and make that Fuck off. and I was like I'm going I to turn around and punch you in the you. face one of these times yeah, the scene Devin for me is the one so I don't like... want to like spoiler it but it's oh no we've know. told people if they're you know not a, a movie podcast for spoilers yeah, also then... if it keeps you from seeing it good you just don't waste your time and no it's <laughs> it's a it's a well-made film right a beautiful but family her horror. like with the saw in the attic Ugh. that mm. scene that's actually the scene that I can't get out of is my head the scene so. it's it like haunts me mm-hmm it haunts me. If yeah. I could remove anything from my brain, specifically from a movie, it would be it just would be that. those few moments. Mm-hmm. Just remove them. Just excise it from yeah. my brain. Because that movie co- went like escalated quickly, and I was oh, like, yeah. "Where yes. are we? What is happening? Mm-hmm. I hate this. I'm stuck. <laughs> I, will I say, don't walk out of movies. I will not do it." Uh, I don't. Yeah. Know, uh, I've I've always heard this before. I don't know if you guys have heard this, or if this is like a really common thing that if you're ever really scared in a horror movie, turn down the sound. Because the sound is so intrinsic. It is. That's the biggest. Oh, that's well, and so they just layer turn it all the way down. I was so in the theater. Oh yeah, I can't turn it down. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, that must have been overwhelming. I was trying to be brave. <laughs> you were brave. I was. I, say. I am. I'll be the first one to tell you that yeah, was very brave. <laughs> and they layer so much, specifically in like horror, mm-hmm. like thriller things. I think you know all sound designers are pretty brilliant but like especially in like horror and thriller stuff they layer so many sounds in there like mm-hmm. the dental cleaning noises and different things to just that naturally build anxiety they're just in the layers underneath so i'm like yeah what was yeah. that saw noise what was yeah. what were they sawing mm. that made us all go <laughs> blech, 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 blech. Anyway, okay. that's that answer no great answer woman crush character or actor mm. over 50 and under 50 there's so many <laughs> i'm like this one might so, be the hardest question. I know. That's really hard. Because it does, I know, I always feel like guests go, oh my gosh. Over 50. That is many. a long list. One of our, our last guests had, I think, named like eight. Yeah. He was just every woman ever. Because I'm not going to think of the perfect one until like 7 p.m. today. But that's okay. <laughs> that's why they're icebreakers. The answers are yeah. be perfect. I mean, Obviously, we, they were not prepared beforehand. So Melissa McCarthy comes, comes to mind just as, just as like, mm. I just want to... Her, I kind of really more want her to be my mom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She seems... I love my mom, but, or my aunt. I don't know. Oh, yeah, just you, be your fam. The coolest aunt. To be her friend. I don't know if that's over 50 or under 50. It's 50, probably. Yeah, probably. Exactly. So you can choose then if you so want can to. Choose, okay. Over or Then, um, who was I just, Olivia Coleman's a good mm-hmm. one. Um, She's brilliant. Good choice. Um, oh my God, Laura Linney. Yeah. Oh, Laura Linney. Would mary i'm still so mad at her character in love actually but i love her oh yeah <laughs> but she's yeah. great in that mo- like talk about a movie that has like weirdly brilliant performances for yeah something that is just this holiday random rom-com and there's so many That's brilliant so performances and then kira knightley was like 19 or something when she filmed that. Oh, wow yeah. and then Amazing. under wait who was i just talking about that i god sydney sweeney is so hot Who's I don't Sydney know if I know that name. Wait, uh, Euphoria. Oh, Zendaya. Nope. I changed my mind. Both. Oh. Of, okay. Anyone in Euphoria is all, they're all wonderful. The Fair, cast of Euphoria. I'm a big fan of Sydney Sweeney right now because I think like she's just owning like just being a sexy human being. Yeah. Um, And I think it's very empowering to see. But Zendaya. She is I mean, everywhere and she's, mm-hmm. she's everywhere. She's, you can't. 
get away from her. She's great. That's though. fine. Yeah. That's that right. Like, this is Sydney Sweeney. She that's is Sydney Sweeney. Oh, her, She's yeah. showing White Lotus picture yeah. for you. Oh, incredible. But I was just I was just I think I just seen her on Instagram. I was like, God, she's so hot. I love it. She's just beautiful. Um She is very hot. too. Um yeah, those are those are a few. Great. Great. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um guilty pleasure film. Mm, okay. So okay, so I really like bad movies a lot. Great. Two of my favorites. One is from Justin to Kelly, the first American Idol movie. <laughs> oh my god! Highly recommend just watching. Wait, that. your face, Andrea, your face is totally blank. You I have the blankest movie. look on my face. Oh I have yeah, no they idea made a movie. About. So they made a movie about the first American season of American Idol. Idol. No, just, just the her and the runner-up uh, Justin Guarini. It's Kelly like Clarkson a, and Justin Guarini. They got to make a rom-com it's like a musical, musical rom-com movie. like beach movie very like El- 1950s <gasps> elvis like beach oh. movie yeah it was it's, it was bad it sounds very bad so stuff so like bad. that and then my favorite bad movie which nobody's ever heard of it's called heavenly bodies it is a canadian playboy made movie about what? aerobics when it was like hot it was hot at the time it was like let's make an aerobics movie and Ooh. it was like a rival gyms having an aerobics off at the end <laughs> but it's like we don't know who these people are the whole time i'm like i don't know your names who are you to each other i don't understand anything about what's happening it's the one of the most poorly made movies and there's a monologue in it that i've done a couple oh, times that's a just great for fun. poster the movie poster is very sexy it is it's there's a scene I want to reenact really badly from that where they're just like staring at each other like like she's, <laughs> doing, she's you can't undul- see what I'm doing but I'm riding around her body right you now you get it it there gives a, me really f- a lot of flash dance vibes very they, they were trying to do and I think like there was a Jamie Lee Curtis John Travolta aerobics movie too where they're staring at each other and doing oh, aerobics oh because that's that's in Saturday Night Fever too Saturday, yeah that's yeah. it so it's like it was kind of trying to copy that's everything funny. else but it's just I got I have a DVD of it you cannot find it anywhere oh, I bought a DVD copy wow I bought a hard copy because you can't find it and i'm so glad i own it it's so bad that's awesome amazing yeah did you know women have always been a part of history fun fact so i went first last time so devin all right start us off we're going to share to each other we have not heard of these things beforehand so we're going to share with each other some fun facts about women in film my my lady in film my woman in film uh person i want to talk about today is moms mabley since we're doing mean Mm. girls doing a comedy i wanted to keep it with comedic themes so she is the og queen of comedy she's considered the first female stand-up or the first female stand-up success because she was hugely successful so if you don't know her look her up guys she was born in 1894 died in 1975 her stage name was jackie moms mabley and she was born loretta may aiken in brevard brevard i don't know how to say that north carolina she's born in north carolina had a tragic like beginning of her life she was one of 16 children That's so many. So many kids. Um, so born many into siblings. poverty because, you know, 16 sure, children. Yeah, sure. Um, and she's black, so she's African-American. Mm-hmm. And yeah, had a hard start in life. By the age of 15, she was raped twice. Ooh. Once at 11, once at 13, which produced two children, which were given up for adoption. Mm-hmm. Um, one uh, by an alleged... Uh, one was alleged to be an older white sheriff, and then one was another like older man a with sheriff? an American community. Right? she carried Jesus. a child at 11. 11 and 13. Oh, God. Can you imagine? No. Yeah. So that was the beginning of her life. And then her mother's boyfriend began to pressure her to marry an older gentleman. 
and her grandmother told her to run so she listened to her grandma so <gasps> yes, yes grandma, grandma. <laughs> yes grandma thank you uh, so she ran away to cleveland relief, and she joined a minstrel show and she took mm. the stage named jackie mabley she earned the nickname moms from her nurturing and motherly nature that Aww. she was known for on the vaudeville circuit and she nurtured a lot of like younger comedians and stuff too in the 50s so she started adopting the name jackie moms mabley and she became really, really famous once she got the mom's character. So she's known, like, you probably recognize her image. Or if you've watched, like, the seasons of Mrs. Maisel, Mom's yeah, Mabley is a character in there played right. by Wanda Sykes. Oh, so she's wow. got the big house dress at the Apollo Theater. She's, she's got, like, the house dress and the floppy hat. That's Mom's Mabley. Wow. And wow. she developed this very, you know, this mom's act, this non-threatening persona, which actually allowed her to talk about a lot of stuff that was taboo, not only to just comedians at the time, because, you know, it was the... 40s through 60s also to like black women especially so she was very raunchy and risque she had a lot of jokes about sexuality poverty having kids family dynamics like topics that were considered off topics racism Mm -hmm. and because she was mom's mabley this kind of very sweet non-threatening character she was able to kind of push that envelope with audiences and she crossed audiences too so she she started in the vaudeville circuit in the chitlin circuit became hugely popular within the black community but then eventually crossed over into tv and film and into white audiences as well wow yeah so she she had this like badass yeah and she was known for this specifically the sort of like dirty old lady bit where she like moms was always (laughs) looking for like a young man and hated like old geezers she wanted a young man but she was a lesbian for her entire adult life. No way. Yeah. yeah. So she lived as a lesbian for her entire adult life. She came out as gay in like her early 20s. I think to, I don't know if it was like openly gay to like the public or just, you know, right. to friends, family, yeah. like her communities and stuff. Yeah. Um, she also in the 1920s and 30s used to perform in androgynous clothing with lesbian routines and was one of the earlier recorded lesbian comedy routine acts. Wow. And in her career, she recorded more than 20 comedy albums appeared in again as i said tv and films and at one point was the highest paid comedian full stop like not just woman but comedian full stop earning more than ten thousand plus a week at the apollo theater oh my gosh so mom's mabley wait trailblazer i am ashamed of myself that i do not know this woman (laughs) i want to know what like i know her name yeah no look right and she's got they've got her like holy shit some of her like tv appearances and and different like film appearances and stuff all on youtube i think her comedy albums are up on youtube as well so you can find this stuff now a lot easier do you know what year that was that she was making ten thousand dollars i want to see what it is i want to see what it is oh yeah with the it would have been in the 50s okay let me try i'll put in 1950 how long did she live so yeah, when did she? So nineteen eighteen ninety four to nineteen seventy five. So she was okay. wow. Yeah. So it's around the equivalent of a hundred and five thousand dollars. Around the equivalent. So a that's what she was week. making a week, a so week in today's money. That is incredible. Whoa, mom's Mabley. Wow, get Killing. it, moms. Yeah. So yeah, she was a real tra- oh, trailblazer yay. for not only like women in comedy. Oh my gosh, women pushing of color boundary women and of color, queer women, queer oh women of color, yeah. pushing boundaries in comedy and stuff as well. So all of it. Yeah amazing look her up guys Ugh, i'm putting her picture on my walls what i'm gonna do oh, yes <laughs> i love it so i got inspired um to share something about um women in comedy as well and i started looking at women that are particularly famous um in snl and i got a little overwhelmed with how much there was to tell so mm-hmm. what i decided to do instead was to do a history of women that changed snl so I'm not going to focus on one woman in particular, as we generally do. Instead, I'm going to focus on SNL as an institution and the women inside of it that were trailblazers. 
Um, I will say that I got a ton of this information from an article in Glamour written by Christopher Rosa. He did an amazing sort of breakdown of a lot of the trailblazers by year. And so I got a lot of the information from there. I just wanted to credit him really quickly. Nice. Thanks, Christopher. So the first person hired as an actor on Saturday Night Live at all was a woman. Gilda Radner. She's yes, I was going to guess yep, that. I my personal her. hero, by <laughs> the way. I love Gilda. Yeah. Um, yes. One of the most iconic female comedians. She was on SNL for five years on a total of 107 episodes. Totally changed the game. Um, 1978, she won a primetime Emmy for individual performance in a variety or music comedy for her work on SNL. Mm-hmm. In 1975, Candace Bergen, or Bergen, what, I'm not sure how you it's say Bergen. it. I think Bergen, I think it's thank Bergen. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't know that. Uh, was the first woman to host SNL. She routinely hosted and became the first woman to join the Five Timers Club, which is a group of celebrities that have hosted SNL at least five times. You know what's funny is because she hosted so much, I thought she was a cast member for the longest time. Oh. I, I like her and Steve Martin. I she was. Like, was no, you guys were just regular. on the show, weren't you? And it's yeah. like, no, they were just hosting all the time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so 1976, The Weekend Update hired its first female, Jane Curtin. So Jane Curtin, it's really interesting. First of all, Jane Curtin is, I think, just incredible. Um, So she talked about actually what a tough time that was for female comedians in the 70s. I mean, in in lots of times in history, it's been difficult for female comedians. But I really, um, I thought this insight was interesting. She said, apparently, John Belushi was particularly hard to work with, which bummed me out. Hmm. Curtin says, and I quote, they were working against John who said, women are just fundamentally not funny. You go to a table read, and if a woman writer had written a piece for John, he wouldn't read it in his full voice. He would whisper it. He felt as though it was his duty to sabotage pieces that were written by women. Oh, what a piece of shit. John. So. Why, John? I feel like I had heard that about, I had heard things about him being the difficult person. Mm -hmm. That's a shame. That's a shame. Also, incredible comedian, but you know, also (laughs) imperfect. (laughs) Imperfect people. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Of course. Very true. (laughs) Um, so 1978, Yvonne Hudson was the first black woman to appear on SNL. She yeah. began with guest appearances and graduated to feature player in 1980. Um, in 1982, Julia Louise Dreyfus made history by being the youngest female performer to join uh, mm-hmm. SNL. Nice. So this is my favorite fun fact that I learned about this, which is really interesting. She said that during her casting, NBC executives urged her to straighten her hair mm-hmm. so she would appear more attractive on screen. Mm-hmm. For this part, I'm just going to quote. This is a direct quote from her, boo. which is fascinating. She said, I was called into one of our producer's offices. As a side note, I should say that I have naturally curly hair. And he said to me, Julia, I got a call from a bunch of NBC executives after last night's show. And they said that after seeing your hair straight, they all want to fuck you. This was apparently his way of trying to entice me into straightening my hair for the rest of the season, she said. Needless to say, I was young and naive, but I was so shocked that anyone would say anything like that, I just burst out laughing in a hysterical way. <laughs> I didn't know what else to do. Now, she did not change her hair. Yes. And because of that, she made Elaine's curly hair one of her signature traits in Seinfeld. I was just about, I was like, her hair is such yeah, an I remember Elaine iconic. Being iconic. Of, iconic. Yep. Yep. Yeah, For the 90s especially. Yeah. And this is the last quote from her, I'll say. She said, uh, she said about Elaine's hair, not only is this hair going to be curly, it's going to be crazy curly. Take that, motherfucker. Yes, <laughs> yes. So it was in a direct response to those MBC I need to go back to my icebreakers right now and edit and put her <laughs> in all the categories of favorite. <laughs> She's so fabulous. wonderful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fabulous. Uh, okay, so in 1999, Molly Shannon released the movie Superstar. Uh, there had been many mm-hmm. movies that were based on SNL sketches that had come out by that point, but Superstar was the first one to star and focus on a woman. Nice. Mm-hmm. In 1999, Tina Fey becomes SNL's first female head writer. Whoop, whoop. Uh, then, as 
everyone remembers in 2008, it is thought that Tina Fey's absolutely iconic impression of Sarah Palin may have actually affected the presidential election. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was really good. The comedy was. was so good, it affected a presidential election. Imagine that. Um, mm-hmm. And then lastly, in 2014, Leslie Jones and Sashir Zamata joined the cast at the same time, the first time that SNL had ever hired two black female cast members. Uh, oh, and then one more. In 2017, Kate McKinnon wins an Emmy for Outstanding mm-hmm. Supporting Actress in a Comedy Series for the second time, and she's the only woman in SNL history to win it twice in a row. Nice. Kate yeah. McKinnon is Kate such McKinnon. a scene stealer and stuff for me. Like, female Ghostbusters, I know a lot of people have a lot of issues with it. Kate McKinnon. I love it. so, and <laughs> honestly, like, Chris fun. and I watched, because it was so shit on when we watched it. Yeah, it makes me mad. We Why? were, like, expecting... But I'm like, yeah, if they had called it anything other than Ghostbusters, I think it would have been successful. Yeah. If it was just like yeah. Ghost Hunt or just anything other than trying to redo Ghostbusters, people mm-hmm. wouldn't. Because I was like, I actually thought people were really funny. And like, she was, yeah, was hilarious. Fun. And Chris was like, I, he didn't, because he doesn't watch a ton of SNL or anything. So he didn't know who mm. she was. And he was like, oh. who is this person? She's Who's fucking, Kate McKin- oh my she's God, like, incredible. she's fucking crushing it. He's mm-hmm. like, I'm in love with everything she's doing i was like yeah she's hilarious mm-hmm. and just say there are so many incredible women on snl that was just a very brief overview of yeah. some like particular well, some moments in time some yeah yeah i love it um yeah that's that's well done film history fact <laughs> yeah which brings us to a very S- it's not an, it's i mean you feel very good <laughs> i love it, this like this is an snl family it's not really related to snl but it's snl like family made movie of of mean girls you know produced by lauren Michaels yeah i mean, and teen, I mean tina, tina fey polar tim meadow like there's so many snl yeah there's people. a lot mm-hmm. and so we do want to start with the the question why mean girls why did you pick this well to bring i was thinking the show? about well obviously comedy is is my i'm switching ears on this stuff. i switched and then i regret it um <laughs> sorry technical things um i was thinking about movies that have impacted me and comedies are always some of those and this came out in 2004 I believe which was like I was in college uh, a sophomore in college and I just remember being so obsessed with this and being like uh, loving Tina Fey's writing and being so proud that this movie was made and like it was it's one of the most quotable to me in my mind mm-hmm. and I think it still is in terms of comedies and um and there's a lot of uh, women in it <laughs> so there are a ton know, of women in it a ton yeah a ton we yeah. could have used more even but <laughs> one of the questions we always ask at the top two is does this pass the Bechdel test which it just so immediately mm. blows out of the water yeah. obviously mm-hmm. so yeah um, there's lots of boy talk but also lots of not boy talk so many women talk so to many each women. other yeah. about other yeah, things. it balances them out. Yeah, yeah, pretty well. It really does. Um, my yeah. experience seeing this film, I was telling Andrea the first time I saw this, it was now you said 2004. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. so it was my 15th birthday. Mm-hmm. And it was like, what do you want to do? And I was like, oh, let's go to a movie and dinner. So my parents took me and like, you know, a group of my friends to go see Mean Girls in theaters. Oh. And my ex boyfriend, which I mean, like, boyfriend is a very loose chain you know yeah, it's, he, age, like we sure. dated when we were 13 which was mostly like holding hands and dancing at bat mitzvahs together so yeah. it wasn't like we were Aww. super <laughs> hot and heavy and serious we went to say a lot it of movies it was significant it though. was significant he was my first official like i want you to be my girlfriend Aww, and like yeah. we were each other's date with every dance you know for, well, really for a while cute. it was a very innocent very sweet um first relationship so thanks ben hawk if you're listening i don't <laughs> think he'll I mean, I'm what, really what uncomfortable if he's every time be like, hey, I really appreciate that. Like, oh my God. You were a great first boyfriend. And his Aww. mom was always like, so 
buy her flowers. So I got a ton of flowers. He was an artist. He was like drawing me little yes, cute Mrs. photos. Yes, Mrs. Hawk. Mrs. Hawk it. taught her sons well. He was very, very polite and Aww, like always, that makes you me know, happy. walked up to the door to, you know, you know, pick me up. I mean, his mom was driving and still, so, but he would, you know, so walk to the door and Ugh. hold her hand to the car. It was very, very sweet first relationship. So anyway, that Kudos guy. to Mrs. Hawk. And also, I almost said Ethan. What was his first name? Obviously, your first boyfriend was not Ethan Hawk. I mean, Dang. that would have been a, that would have been an issue, possibly. Ben, Ben Hawk, excellent. Okay, Benjamin so did Hawk. he come with you to this movie? So he came with me to Mean Girls, but this time, so we dated when we were thirteen. So this time now, this is my fifteenth birthday, so we're no longer together. But one of our, we were in like the same friend group. So one of you know the friends from the friend group they started dating after we started dating and the line where it's like you don't start dating your friends oh, yeah. as boyfriends is feminism 101 and yeah. everybody like turned to her and threw popcorn at her, and I just remember that so they were just like like razzing them and I was like this is really funny but also horribly embarrassing because yeah. we're all 15 yeah. but that was wow. my first viewing experience oh man seeing that like at that age yeah. must have been yeah because it's like, just a little intense. younger a little, like, too but soon. <laughs> a little too soon we were a little bit younger you know than everybody yeah. in the film but mm-hmm. just starting high school oh and God. also just starting to get into all of this weird sexual miasma more sure. heavily because i said when he and i were dating very yeah. innocent and sure. then high school became less mm-hmm. so. everything changed everything changed hormones are crazy guys. i remember sitting there watching me like i'm out of high school like two years <laughs> i'm this is so funny oh my this God. is totally how I'm so much so older. Older. i will like, say my husband has told me before that this is his favorite movie of all time oh really? when i first met him that was one of the things that he told me that i went wow that's a this man is so amazing he was just telling us the story about that he first watched it when he was on a plane going somewhere and he said oh. that a row ahead of him a man was just dying laughing full-grown man dying laughing and he said the guy next to him you know kind of leaned over to figure out what he was watching him he goes okay then he put it on and then he started dying laughing so darren went what are these guys watching he figured out what it was and he said then he started watching it and started dying laughing so just three grown men yeah he's like one of them was like over 40 for sure (laughs) oh that makes me so happy good job tina Mm -hmm. you did a good job it it crosses gender lines and age Mm -hmm. and age as well do you want to talk about the fun the fun making of facts of this i will i'll go a little bit over the making of the film and some fun facts about it um so mean girls is obviously written by tina fey in 2004 um i didn't know this it's actually based on a book mm-hmm. it's based on yeah. a 2002 non-fiction self-help book by rosaline wiseman called queen bees and wannabes but it's also based partly on uh, Faye's childhood at upper darby high school mm-hmm. uh, this film was shot in toronto uh, it was the second time Lindsay lohan had worked with mark waters the first being freaky friday which had been released the year before Oh, wow. I thought that, that was only was... a year before. I thought mm-hmm. that was after. I had those totally flipped in my brain. Oh, yeah. Wow. No, oh, year before. Oh, Lohan. Uh, um, won three Teen Choice Awards, three MTV Movie and TV Awards, and 2021, it was listed as the 11th best performance of the century. Wow. <laughs> There's wow. apparently a sequel made of it in 2011, what? but nobody has ever seen it nor talks about it, and yeah. we should basically just consider it yeah, <laughs> not ever There's no way it was any of the original cast, that's for uh, sure. No. I think uh, I saw it once on, like... Oh really? Cable years. I, I didn't. No, I didn't, didn't watch it. it. And I, like I saw it on like the there were none TV of the guide menu, members. and I was like, No, no. What is this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I never I, watched it, but I just saw the title, and I was like, yeah, Was it called too. Mean Girls too? Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> There's apparently rumors of uh, of another one being made like around now, but mm-hmm. it's only rumors as of now. I couldn't mm-hmm. find anything else about it. Just that it's in the in the atmosphere. It's in the it's in the air. Um, so James Franco was considered for the role of Aaron Samuels. A lot Ooh. of other actresses were considered, including Evan Rachel Wood, <laughs> Blake James Lively, Franco. and more. Oh, wow. Um, the film was originally going to be called Homeschooled. 
Uh, I really like this. So That's I, funny. The film was originally going to be a lot more explicit, but scenes were edited and cut completely to make it more PG-13. Mm-hmm. So Katie was originally going to walk in on Gretchen and Jason involved in much more adult behavior. Um, mm-hmm. Currently in the movie now, she just walks in and they're kissing. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is might be my favorite fact. The line, made out with a hot dog, was originally masturbated with a hot dog. They, oh, so wow. yeah. that actually makes a lot more sense though because i always that always budged me i was like what does it mean to make it's out all with just a very like this silly and yeah and then like really... as an adult watching it i was like did they mean like practicing a blowjob or something yeah, like, what? yeah uh-huh. it's almost funnier that way though like, i mean how do you make it a lot hot... more explicit saying masturbate with a hot dog yeah masturbate um, with a hot dog would have been like what but like, it like whoa. made out with one you're like mm-hmm. i don't even know how you do that so the studio also <laughs> pushed really hard to cut the line i can't help it if i have a heavy flow and a wide set vagina but they fought to keep it Good. So Mark Waters is quoted as saying, we told them you're only saying this because it's a girl and she's talking about a part of her anatomy. There's no sexual context whatsoever. And to say this is restrictive to an audience of girls. It is demeaning to all women. And they eventually had to back yes, down. Yes, because periods happen. <laughs> yep. Thank I, you, Mark. Like, yeah. As I was going to say, as, as a film written by women, so much about women to have it directed by a man. I was a little sad about that. But yeah. my goodness, what a freaking way to stand up for women and to be an incredible ally of womenship. I just thought that was amazing. Yeah, that's great to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, I know a lot of people know this. Tina Fey named a lot of her characters after real people. Yeah. Um, one of the most quoted lines is, you go, Glenn Coco. And there is a real life Glenn Coco. No way. He's a film editor in Los Angeles who knows <laughs> Tina Fey's brother. <laughs> I did not know that she named people after she did like someone katie was her roommate Mm -hmm. a a college roommate or something college roommate had a slightly different last name there were a lot of characters in there that were named after real people she said it was easier for her to do as she was writing it because it made it Mm -hmm. more personal to her oh wow um she also deliberately came up with fake slang so the mean girls wouldn't seem dated when people watched it in the future oh that's smart yeah i didn't think about it that way yeah, Jim um, put Danker and like Hella or something. Yeah. <laughs> Hella. Yeah. She, Hella. Was, she was really conscious about that so it would be watchable uh, into the ages, which it is. Smart. Um, it was really important to Tina Fey that her character teach math rather than another subject. She yes. Said, she's quoted as saying, it's an attempt on my part to counteract the stereotype that girls can't do math, even though I didn't understand a word that my character was ever saying. Oh, yeah, she like <laughs> took like some class or something. I uh, heard that she was like, prepared or she had a tutor or something, so she knew what she was saying. I don't yeah, know. Very yeah, funny. She had no idea, which I just, I love that very much. That is awesome because I remember having that conversation with my grandmother because I had a ton of female math teachers growing up. I think I only had like one or two male math teachers and mm. um i remember doing grandparents day at my school you know where grandparents like come and visit and oh you show them your class like i don't know why we're dragging our grandparents around the <laughs> campus um but anyway and she was just like oh wow there's so many women teaching math and science and like I can't believe it. I just didn't think they'd be good enough to. And I was like, what Whoa. are you talking about? My grandma was born in 1918. Yeah. She was, yeah. She was yeah, very old But yeah, just like Quite didn't grasp. believe, you know, grew up believing. No, women don't do math and science. There's, just, there's so many powerful undercurrents in this movie that are so supportive of women, even though it's, it's about women being catty also. There's just, it yeah. kind of... Uh, uh, transcends so many different genres there, mm-hmm. it, also every I mean we can get into this a little later but the way that every single character almost goes from from victim to perpetrator like there's no yes. yeah, everybody there's no is a bad everybody does and, it, yeah exactly. there's no good or bad yes no straight one way or the other okay so a few more fun facts about the filming uh, yeah. Mean Girls was Amanda Seyfried's first film role 
So Dude, she, she kind of s- steals a lot of scenes. Yeah, she was yeah. incredible. So she originally tested for Regina George. Yeah. Um, they, yeah. Uh, I wish I had the quote exactly, but she was said is that she had a really like sort of ethereal, almost like dangerous take on Regina George. It was mm. very good, but just it, it, they said it was awesome. But then when she tested for the other role, they were like, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, Rachel McAdams originally tried out for Katie's role, but producers felt at 25 she was too old to play the ingenue, um, which... <laughs> Can I just say, boo, you whore. Boo, you whore. (laughs) Yeah, super not cool. Um, But she's so, I I do feel like perhaps her being older allowed her to play the, because Regine is such an interesting character. Mm -hmm. Like there are times, and I remember the first time I saw it, this didn't hit me. But then as I grew older, because it's like, you're so taught like, oh, be nice. Girls are nice. Be nice and sweet. Be polite. Mm -hmm. And then as I got older, I was like, I should have been fucking meaner to some people or like i think of the helen mirren quote all the time where it's like what would you tell your younger self i would tell my younger self tell more people to fuck off because like why are we being polite and kind in these extreme not polite and kind circumstances and not to say you can be an asshole all the time but like there's why we're always fucking apologizing for everything yeah exactly and it's all of us people pleasers we could all use a little bit a little bit of regina george right because her first scene she doesn't use her mean for good very often right if only she used it for good and it's like i feel like she could be a person who like would grow up to use it for unstoppable she'd be unstoppable she channeled it into lacrosse yeah and her first Mm -hmm. scene where that guy's like do you want your muffin butter like watching it now as an adult and she was just like you do not get to do that leave them leave us alone and i was like yes that was great go shave your back yeah go shave shave your back now yeah that line was fabulous yeah just like the way she (sighs) just calls him on it and gets him gone i was like that was actually awesome Mm -hmm. (laughs) i wish i would have done that as a teenager yeah one of her first lines you do see her being kind of a badass yeah and and using her powers for good a little bit a little bit a little bit Mm -hmm. um so there was only a seven year age gap between rachel mcadams and amy poehler and they played mother and daughter seven years which is just a testament to both of their incredible talents yeah um Oh, Amy put a cocktail sausage in her character's bra, which is how the dog just went immediately for it. They said it worked like a charm, it's apparently. So funny. Nice. Um, other fun things: the cast on Tim Meadows' arm is real. He broke his hand right before filming Wait, started. I didn't know that. So that whole line about carpal tunnel, everything about that—that that is a real cast. He really broke his hand. Oh no! <laughs> so they funny. added that line in to make it work, which I think is just a wonderful detail. It is great. Yeah. Um, Lindsay Lohan missed the very first day of shooting because she got a case of pink eye. Oh no! <laughs> oh god! Oh, and last but not least, the line "I want my pink shirt back" was improvised on set, and also it was literally that actor's shirt that Lindsay wore for that, and that was also improvised. A lot of the really classic lines were also improvised i mean just incredible work all around yeah yeah um so you t- mentioned the queen bees and wannabes mm-hmm. i didn't know either because i knew it was based on mm-hmm. a book but i didn't realize it was based on like a help your teenage it daughter was like, book. it's a parenting book. it's a yeah, parenting book. it was about sort of about like hey this may seem trivial to you but yeah. what your teen is going through is very serious to them yeah and it, <laughs> it gives this whole breakdown of like clits and clit structure and and she coined the phrase girl world which is used a lot in the film right and yeah. so like that was um from yeah. the author of queen bees and wannabes there were a lot of books i guess in the early 2000s and articles in the early 2000s and research all, all these articles and books coming out of you know, talking about specifically girl on girl 
bullying. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> somebody referenced in an article, which I really liked, which was the girl hate panic of the 2000s, where it's like <laughs> there was like this panic about girls are hating on each other. It's an epidemic. Like this weird panic about it. Yeah. Um, all these books coming out, which, you know, for I don't know why people were freaking out about it. So I'm there like, was satanic panic going on around yeah. the time. Yeah. And then the girl that, hate that like panic. The, yeah. Fascinating. And fascinating. I think maybe it was just, I'm like, just, just kind of early. created of like, wait, why are we so mean to each other? Yeah. Or maybe Everybody it's like early days of the it. internet. I don't know what was going on where people all of a sudden were like becoming more like attuned to it or something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the, the book Queen Bees and Wannabes, it's been updated several times. It's spanning um, more into right. different like races, into different sexualities, different, you know financial dynamics uh, trying to expand to be more inclusive because a lot of criticism of the early book and criticism of the film was that it could be really stereotypical it could be really just like from a very specific perspective and stuff i mean Uh, i do want to put in really quickly because we just are touching on a tiny bit it the way it portrays black women a little problematic yes just yeah i was gonna say i was gonna say that just the the click of the table is the aggressive and can't talk to and then one there's only a handful of line talk of from black women and one of the lines was oh no my hair when the water was coming down so i just want to say it's like yeah there's a little for the most part this is a very uh uh it was still a very white film. Yes, yeah. it was just a very, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's had some from a very, um, yeah, white-specific perspective. So the book was as well. And, you know, Tina Fey's writing from her own history. Um, but it also kind of made me, and it, so I think every criticism of the movie, the impact of the movie was huge, right? It was hugely successful, and it was, you know, still watched throughout time by teenagers then, by teenagers now. Um, it does have a timeless element, and I think... Because I, I found so many articles and dissertations and papers written on, like, is it feminist? Is it not feminist? So mm. pe- the people have studied this movie. There are people who've done yeah. huge deep dives, which I think is really interesting and cool. And I think all the f- criticism of the film is totally fair. But I also think I was watching it. I did this. I started doing this thing where I was like, I'm going to watch it in my adult brain and then watch it in my oh. teenage mm. brain. Because yeah. I was like... Nope, I remember feeling that. I remember thinking that stupid mm-hmm. thing. I remember thinking that was okay to say. I remember thinking this was funny. I remember somebody being mean and bitchy in that way and that shallow. Because I'm like, I don't know, teenagers, we live shallowly, man. You do. <laughs> like, we're and operating like on a the, shallow I level. I think the original book was kind of about. Yeah. It's like, mm. look, like, our brains aren't fully developed, not even close, you know? Yeah. It's like, so I think all things can be true. It can be both feminist in a lot of ways and not. Yeah. It's just how feminism isn't perfect because teenagers either. are not perfect feminists, oh, let no. me tell you. No. I mean, Absolutely who is not. a perfect feminist? Yes. I don't know that that's... I don't know if that it's easy nice. to attain. Yeah. I don't know if perfection it exists anywhere. It count for hu- the human brain and experience. Yeah. So, and yeah. as Sylvia Plath said, perfection cannot have children. Perfection cannot yes. regenerate. Um, well said. So, yeah, and it has a lot of, like, you know, you mentioned, like, the unfriendly black hotties, the, you know, Asian stereotypes is, like, you know. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that too. And also Asian only being, you know, one thing, right, where it's, like, a very specific view of Asia, which is a whole fucking continent, and it's AAPI Mm -hmm. month, it's Asian, you know, awareness month, or AANHPI month, depending on where you are, and Mm -hmm. it's a huge continent, and it's a very small fraction of the Asian people shown in this movie. Um, But... But yeah, so I, I think, I don't know, I, I found a hard time finding the impact because I feel like the impact is still happening, right? And it's still going to change throughout time, especially as like as adults, we go back and reflect. But I also think that's why it still resonates with kids. And I was like, I think that's why it resonated with me because it's like, no, this is the chaos of your emotions yeah. and your brain yeah. and like... 
And I do think part of it is making making the stereotypes. I think part of it is commenting on the stereotypes yeah. is what I'm trying to say. And I do understand that. I think sometimes it was done a little bit more effectively than others yeah. that yeah. we are going to get critical of it. However, I do think that there was a point being made about the fact that it was very stereotypical. Yeah. Right yeah. Now. I'm yeah, definitely not in defense of the stereotypes, but yeah, it's like it's like I could see the points, I could see the failings and also too where it's like, oh yeah, like things that would have been interesting if it could have gone into more depth in different yeah. ways. Like, I'm like, Janice is hugely of... homophobic. I think Janice might be a Ooh. closeted lesbian. Mm-hmm. That is my new working theory now watching this as an adult. Because I'm like, she makes so many day jokes about mm-hmm. her friend. Yeah, that did know, feel a little uncomfortable watching that. That felt un- like, oh. uncomfortable, but I was just like, I think that would have been super compelling and interesting. Like, yeah, I like, agree. Yeah. Her being like, well, she called, she's called me a lesbian, but it's like... We never like figure out exactly, and I think that's kind of nice too that she doesn't owe us anything. Yeah, I like that too. Yeah, that it's like nobody owes an explanation of their sexuality. To no, anybody. and too like I can't imagine. But it is interesting because it's like when you find out to the degree like having a petition signed about you. I'm like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. Regina always takes it to the next level, right? She's yeah. not just mm-hmm. mean here. She'll she's gonna take it she's to eleven. Ten percent. She's gonna take it to eleven, but this <laughs> one goes to all. eleven. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I think that's why it kind of still warts and stands the test of time a bit just because there are still these like click in high school dynamics and i think too they're very specific talking about you know the sort of the criticism of like the narrow view and stuff or it's not showing enough like range within you know the the girl world or whatever i'm like but i think that's what also makes it kind of real because i feel like my public high school girl world and clits in this way did not exist right it was Mm -hmm. a totally it was one it's was huge two just just clits were not a thing i was like this was luckily not my high school experience but in my smaller school that i was at before in this small mostly white private school fuck yeah mean girls was happening there were many lines where i was like woof, that is too too real too close like the oh so you think you're really pretty like Oh yeah, that we have to hate ourselves. That's right. And also <laughs> like just all that's how we had felt. Being at that age where you're starting to get so much more feedback on who people think you are and mm-hmm. how yeah. you're looking. And and especially as like girls, because like we develop earlier, like when you start being like sexualized, but like before you're fully like aware of even what your own sexuality is or how you're feeling or how you feel like how you look, you that starts yeah. getting put on you so much. So I feel like that especially like when she's talking about they're all just being hypercritical of themselves in mm. the mirror and she's like i didn't i just thought there was like skinny or fat i didn't know so many things could be wrong with you right because no, it's like that starts to, to become a thing we have yeah. to do that um, i connected okay. really deeply with the um so i had mostly guy friends growing up i was sort of like tomboy and so i was very unprepared for high school girls specifically in ski club so i had a a separate thing i was a ski racer so i trained with um these women and that was separate from my school and that was a level of privilege and and just these clicky white women girls sorry very much girls that i had not experienced before because i was a bit of a weirdo i was like a huge book nerd but i i really loved skiing but um i remember so specifically i was so very unpopular until one day Something happened where a girl said something rude to me or did something to me. And I said, I'm just, I'm so mad at her. And it was like sunflowers turning toward the sun where suddenly I was surrounded by a group of girls saying, oh my God, are you so mad at her? Tell us. Tell us us more about (laughs) her. And I I literally went, it was like a a flip going off in my brain me going, oh, 
this if I create drama or I say I was That's like such yeah, a Katie Heron moment fuck her yeah. she sucks and everybody went oh my god it was like I suddenly had friends and this was very short lived because I understood how bullshit this was it was almost like an acting exercise where I went fascinating yeah. <laughs> they just couldn't get enough of it the fact that I was so mad at this girl that had transgressed against me yeah. uh, so that was a wow. fascinating moment when I was like about 14 or 15 but I really connected with Dan rewatching as an adult kind of going like mm-hmm. how did I feel like trying to remember how I felt like watching yeah. this film and in high school mm. and I was like I think we all had a Katie Heron moment right where it's like you yes. feel like so a fish out of water because of whatever I don't know social dynamic is happening or like new dynamic you go into Survival. and they kind of and they show that too this reminds me how much I love with, the yeah. moments where she is like oh I'm seeing them like I see the animal kingdom she's like yeah. okay this makes sense to me like these are, like, these are the people the watering hole and like the, and she sees everyone starts becoming like animal like yeah. wild animals I think that's so funny and or interesting. like her going oh I can't I'm trying to stop myself and I can't stop myself I was I like yes can't. I remember those moments yeah. too yeah. as a teenager word vomit word vomit and like yep. you know lying to your parents to like talking about how she's all of a sudden in a world where adults don't trust you but then she does start lying to adults and to herself and to her parents fulfilling prophecy Mm -hmm. absolutely but Mm -hmm. like holy shit i did did that sorry mom and dad like (laughs) you tell little little white lies to your parents Mm -hmm. sure all it's all to survive it's all to survive i was like yeah what you think survival is is very specific in high school (laughs) very specific um also tim meadows i I think he might be my favorite. Just he has so many good weird one-off lines. He is such a weirdo, and oh. I love it. We will just, keep you all night. We can only keep them till four. I will keep you till four. <laughs> just his doesn't un- unbelievable uh-huh. delivery. Just so incredibly straight-faced. Incredible. Yeah, That's a, yeah, comedic genius. Yeah. Very dry. I've really. F- like I don't know if you guys connected with her when they're like oh you're a regulation hottie oh you're really pretty I was like yes this is the time where people started put putting mm-hmm. their weird shit on you mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I remember the first time somebody told me it must have been in middle school they're like yeah you have great TNA and I went I have great what he goes you know like tits and ass and I went I do what it's like, what are you <laughs> even talking yeah my, that was literally my response I love that gross and you, then I'm pretty I sure I, look, I was like I was looking in the mirror you know my tiny ass self I was like do I have tits and then you start the paying hell? attention to what your body looks like exactly and you're like but even uh, if it's a positive thing right oh yeah like, yeah I remember someone in high school telling me I had a really flat stomach became an obsession for a long oh, time no. right where you're just mm-hmm. like do more crunches and it's like what she was trying to be nice mm-hmm. it was a very nice thing she said yeah your hormones Mm-hmm. just go Stick crazy with your it. brain yeah that's yeah that's i also i don't know if you guys connected with the the anxiety moment of her at the halloween party but i had a similar like oh god going way too hard at Wearing halloween the wrong outfit to the wrong thing yeah. to, the, to the thing still is a thing i stress about yes mm. it's like oh i'm gonna be overdressed or under it's still a thing i think about i panic about yeah all the time i it's overdo weird. I don't think I overdo. Other people may see my ah. Halloween as overdoing it, but I, other it was, people could go fuck I themselves. Don't. <laughs> what Sorry. happens is Thank I look and I go, guys. "Oh man, I wish I thought of that. That's so dope. <laughs> mm-hmm. I didn't do enough. It went stupid." But That's my first year thinking. in high school, <laughs> like the school, the junior high that I went to, everybody would wear their Halloween costumes on Halloween if Halloween was happening on a school day. So yeah. I thought high school would be the yeah, same, oh. and I was in a full Halloween costume. I can't remember what I put on, but it was like full makeup and everything. And my dad is dropping me off at the like drop off point and nobody's in costume, <gasps> right? 
and I'm just like sitting in the car, like no. trying not to cry. And he was just like, let's just turn around and go home. And I was like, so Clark Brook, oh thank you for, for letting me be Clark late. Just he's like, you can Dad, just be late. Because he saw like, oh no, I'm not going to let her walk into school dressed Aww. like this. So I had this. Uh, Good job, Why were Seth. you the only cool creative person to dress yeah. up on Halloween that day? That's so weird that nobody else would. <sighs> I, I don't know. I, I was like, I'm the only dork who was going to wear it. We did. I loved attention so much. I probably would have done it. I think I probably did do it. I loved dressing up for mm-hmm. anything. Weirdly, I hate um, a lot of attention. Which as, is an a, actor, as an actor, it's weird. Like, But like real life attention, like if somebody's... Oh, no, I love real life attention too. Oh, no, I can't. I, um, <laughs> no, real life attention. Um, there's a there's a line. I have like a threshold. And yeah, then beyond me. this threshold, I'm like anxiety inducing. I'm like, I love attention. Wait, it's too much. I hate it. No, Chris and there's I have talked about <laughs> at our wedding. I don't Just we don't want people to watch it. our first dance like no that sounds like a nightmare you're gonna watch me do, in a fishbowl yes. yeah so I was I was a dancer for so many you years and everyone dance. was yeah. like you're gonna do a really great dance for your first oh, dance no. nope too it was it felt like too much to be fair that that is always awkward that's a part of weddings that I actually will never understand so my husband and I did a first fight so we pretended so we started and had a song going as if we were going to start like slow dancing or something. And then I, I acted like he stepped on my foot <gasps> and I went, oh, how dare you? And I put up my hand and my brother threw me a bow staff. And then uh, he and then his best man threw him a bow staff. And then we did a two man set like fighting. I need with to bow see staffs. this immediately. <laughs> that, that is the did coolest thing. When you said we did a first fight, so you're like, telling you guys me you do stunts. Each other. <laughs> so you're telling you're telling me you're a stunt person. And, uh, well, we both take martial arts. There you go. Enough, but, I was just thinking uh, about yeah. that today. I was like, oh, I want to do stunts. I think about that every so often. Anyway, well, you are in <laughs> a good um, company to talk about martial arts. And I know, stunts, so. I know, and I think it's because I was seeing you today. I was like, because. Anyway, we'll talk about this later. <laughs> but um, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, but the first dance. Now, now I wish that we had done something a little more fun and us. But I was just so paranoid about like, no, I don't want to take up too much space. On mm. Right. This is very much a movie Why? of like, don't take up space. Don't no. like dumb yourself down. He's not going to like you if you're too smart. Oh, like, yeah. Pretend to be bad at math. Oh, my God. We haven't talked about that. I, oh, that yeah. moment is so good with Tina Fey. So I'm so good. glad that they have that when she has a moment. She says, you don't have to dumb yourself down for a guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just a beautiful moment. It's a great, yeah. straightforward, honest, great true. message. And I love Tina Fey like guy guiding the like you know let's talk about our issues assembly she's like, also so, so great good. in this movie she is great in the like movie. when her like just starting with the moment when her t-shirt gets stuck she's like <laughs> she's like my or like my uh i, I forget the line oh, my shirt like, stuck my, to my, my sweater my shirt stuck to my sweater isn't it yeah and then tim is like yep <laughs> also talk about teacher realness where she's like yeah. oh i worked a couple nights a week at this bar it's like pj yeah. calamity pj I calamity. Remember those oh, that's right. such a funny name for a bar and she's PJ covered Calamities. in like flare Pins. it just looks like it's horrible it must be it's a like horrible a tgi friday's times yep times yep. i don't know yeah and that's important to put in there too like this teacher has to have a night job yeah like i, I really like all those Glamis. little details that i totally got lost over as a kid but again now mm-hmm. in an adult context i was like oh that is too real for t- teachers all of my yeah. teachers had second jobs and i didn't realize until i was like leaving school and i was like oh my god yeah one of my best friends yeah. is a high school drama teacher she's amazing what's up katie grieve <gasps> cool. um basically of saint on freaking earth because the amount of time she also spends after school in the drama program for which she does not basically oh, yeah. gets paid pennies for is should yeah. be a crime that woman works her ass mm-hmm. off and makes incredible theater one of the top theater schools theater high schools 
in Seattle, Rosebud High School. Oh, that's Anybody awesome. Anybody from Washington knows the school that I'm talking about. Does amazing work. But anyway. Set yeah. up a donation link. Pay, Let's go. Pay <laughs> teachers more, pay please. Pay your teachers please. better. My mom's a preschool teacher. And oh, wow. And it was the same thing. She, she's actually retired now. She doesn't uh, teach classes, but she still goes almost every day to the school to water the plants, to Aww. just help take care of the school because she's like, well, I mean, you know. Just, My heart she's just like, melted. She worries about the school. It's a nonprofit uh, preschool, but it's still like, you know. That's so sweet. She still shows up. And uh, she's like, oh, I'm trying this exercise for these kids. And I'm like, mom, you're not teaching the class. And she's like, will you try this art thing? <laughs> that's really cute. <laughs> will you help me cut out some laminated shape? Because that's the level incredible. of dedication. Oh, also, um, mm-hmm. can we talk about how, so is uh, Coach Carr, is he, he's in jail, right? Like, what happened with Coach Wait, Carr? Wait, what? They said that they, when the police investigated for the drug problem, they said that he was actually with underage girls. So I feel like it's oh, a super to. But yeah. I was also like, this is a horrible, I didn't remember that part what? of the movie. I didn't either. Like, that's a fucked up part of this film that he's legitimately like with I'm, underage girls, but I'm they do they do mm. allude that he uh, was arrested. So yeah, hopefully coach isn't because yeah, no. laughing like oh, he's like breaking up the two girls and thinks it's so funny, mm. but no, he's making out with his students. His students, mm. yeah, in the yeah. projection room, and That's was right. also the the God, teacher giving miss- the the sets ed talked as well at the beginning you will get chlamydia and die and, die. and Wait, i was that's like that's the same that's right that's the same guy the same guy which oh. i'm like that must have been like some sort of intentional sort of see as a kid that that's funny and it's like not that big a deal as an adult which might be why you don't remember it so yeah. well because as an adult you go oh my fucking god that's horrible but right. as a kid you're like oh that's hilarious or is it just that like i'm like well yeah this isn't like so normal <laughs> that listen <laughs> the mean, world is men a are like show. this yeah uh maybe yeah, I mean, it is something that is a huge and, and well, I was like, no, huge problem. unsurprising. <laughs> Whispering to nobody. <laughs> unsurprised. Yeah. Yeah, Coach Carter I don't know. Like, yeah, wow. Super problematic. In, that was a little He's guy. Can we talk about the pink miniskirt that I feel like was the weird oh. uniform of the early 2000s? My sister had that, that was, yeah. exact miniskirt see i never dressed oh like i was not i was that. very much not no. that person i was a no. super my tomboy was. i tried to do that miniskirt one time in high school mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it was green it was like not even a good green not like an army green where it could be badass and cool it was like a horrible color almost lime green i don't know mm. what Ugh. the fuck i don't see, know if my brain goes gift. that's in now that is in now, but like I look Fashion at my skin. Fashion is six, more six, likely cyclical. to wear a pink miniskirt now. Imagine lime green been. on my olive skin tone just makes you look. Yeah, it makes there, me look there sick. is a shade of green. Oh, There's a shade of green I can. Be the best yeah, like you. this. Your shade of green. This is like that. a forest. That's a beautiful yeah. deep it's, forest. Yeah, green. it's the. It's my preference. Lime green. green was about it, but I tried to oh, do no. that same that like, like ruffled kind of shortish. Yeah, like pleated ruffles. I bet you were so cute as hell. High waisted. Oh, it was trash, guys. You wore with like layered tank tops on top. Oh, we used to wear so many tank tops on tank tops. This was a big fashion nostalgia. It's the cam, the camis, double cami. So many camis. Somebody put on Twitter something like that that like and one day, the last person wore three camisoles on top of each other and that was that which I, I just made <laughs> me laugh it. so yeah, hard. Yeah, where did that come and then from? That was it. And like, then who did that first? Britney Spears probably. 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 You know? And yeah. like the the tiny fedoras and the belts that didn't actually <gasps> the hold fedora anything was up. Definitely Britney God, Spears. The, yeah. The belts. The belts had, that held no pants I had up. So many belts. Yeah. Just the belts that were just a waist belt. Sometimes I would have a real belt to hold my actual pants up, but and then the shirt would be long, and then I would wear a fake belt on top of that, yeah. like more yes, toward the, the waist fake area. Belt on the, on dresses. Yeah, you know, and like, watching bl- Lindsay Lohan's like hip Jeez. huggers hurt my hips. Watching. Can we this. just say to all the Gen Zs who are 
probably not listening to this podcast. They're wearing low-rise low jeans. Low-rise jeans are out. Do not bring Listen. them back. They, it's too late. Listen to your it's millennial friends. They're painful. <laughs> Look, they Look, dig if you into got your it, body. It, but like, no, thank you for me. Nobody has the body type that makes it look good. Because every your stomach will it always feel a little weird and poochy. It yeah. just will. It's mm-hmm. going to make you uh, feel weird about it. Mm-hmm. It's just... Don't bring them back. Don't bring no. them back. Like, like unless you're happening. Kira Knightley yeah. when she was 19, Ugh. then you could. But even then, I don't think you she don't would say it. bring it back. I think Tira is like burn the jeans, burn them to the ground. Yeah. Look, Gen Z's are doing amazing work. They're super woke. They're amazing creatures. Yeah, I'm Just, a big fan. Please. Not the really. jeans. Anything else? Really? Anything else? Yeah. Truly. Bell bottoms? Okay, fine. Why not? Yeah, I'm, not I'm into the, the wide lades and the bell bottoms. Those, Those are, are fun. Too. Though, I'm actually really happy the boyfriend jeans came back. Yeah. I used to love, I love my boyfriend jeans. Yeah. And then when they died and I couldn't find a replacement pair. Yeah, I'm not mad about sad. not having skinny jeans be the thing anymore. That's yeah. fine. Just, yeah, that's fine with me too. Yeah, this was a bit like f- fashion trauma rewind. Trauma <laughs> rewind. This was also fun. Me that I don't know why the fashion led me here, but this is like one of the first times that I was like, when they were slow motion walking down the hallway in their like cute, they were like, like looking like badasses. All I ever want to do in my career since then is, is- have a slow motion walking sequence with a bunch of other hot chicks. I just want to do great that sequence. I, I I thought about creating it myself. I haven't yet, but it's I, I want it. I just all I want. All I want to live in a, in that moment. Oh my god! And be cool. It is because it is I, not they, necessarily in those outfits. The like watching is it like you guys were touching it where it's like there is no good or bad person. Mm. Everybody is flawed. Everybody is learning and growing. Like even the teacher. It's, Everybody's yeah. protagonist and antagonist. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is so interesting. And yeah, there's moments like this is a badass looking group of ladies. I was that like, kind of so cool. Yeah, that kind of are, you And know, then one immediately falls into a trash can. I gotta say, <laughs> and that, some of the physical exactly comedy in this, yeah, it just is so surprising. So the bus coming through, there's there are these moments of intense physical comedy. I remember my jaw so dropping. Oh, I, I actually jumped a little rewatching it because I forgot about that. Yeah. I really went, yeah, oh. it's so startling. Yeah. And you're like, no, that surely that was just a fantasy sequence because mm-hmm. others have happened in and the film. Like, and that's how Gina George died. Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> but she did break her spine. She definitely. <laughs> I will not say, okay. this is an early example of unreliable narrator. Yes, there have been many in true. the past, but it was definitely not as popular as it is now to yeah. have an unreliable narrator mm-hmm. uh, in a movie. And I will say that they did it pretty beautifully. Yeah. Yeah, good point. That's an excellent point. This was a fun rewatch, too, just going like, oh, I forgot how incredible the cast was and all the people who were like up and t- like Rachel McAdams had not done the notebook or anything at this mm, point. That and was this, like a jump, jumping off again, point. Again, Reed's first film amazing yeah 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 God. and then you know sadly kind Nailed of the it. downturn of Lindsay lohan but hey i, I think she's coming back she's she seems to be doing better right now i think so <laughs> you deserve a comeback Lindsay. get yeah. it you do yeah Not i forgot the best she was in this film she's a talented lady yeah and um yeah. i love the the woman who plays um janice ian who now i forgot oh yeah her. why did i just forget her name too i just forgot her name uh, lizzie kaplan thank, thank you. you yeah she's so lizzie kaplan. So they they actually worried that she was like too beautiful and attractive because the role was originally written as a, they said, sort of an Osborne type character. Mm. (laughs) And they said before that she, they were worried she was too beautiful to play this sort of alternative character. But she crushed it. Mm -hmm. Like we have to have that person be so, yeah. But why? Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. 
she crushed it she's yeah. so funny and one of my favorite quotes like from this movie that my friends and i when we went and saw it for my birthday yeah. we'd always say you go glenn coco mm-hmm. but still go, like uh, that's the most go, i think it's the most quoted you go yeah. glenn coco. the danny devito moment in the bathroom he's so brilliant danny DeVito, that, i love your words. i love your words <laughs> just like um, but then also, oh yeah, I've got a big lesbian crush on you. Cause I say that as a compliment. I know she's saying that as kind of like a, you know, fuck you to Regina George, but yeah, I feel like my friends and I adopted it as a, yeah. like, a pot. we were just like, I say boo you whore all the time. Oh, I, I, I often really? text boo you whore. Uh, yeah. Amazing. Boo you whore. Just uh, even like about nothing. It'll just be like in general, I'll her, not her delivery of that line is so good. Yeah. I'm just, re- I'm just Do picturing you a Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> that whole, that whole conversation. Wait, which scene? are you gonna do for your oh i so i'm i'm gonna do i like doing self-tapes for practice and i'm going to do two from this movie that are so fun they're okay. both from tina fey yes the first one is where they're in the like bath and body works or whatever type of lush oh, that your nana and i have that when in they common. come in yeah exactly oh, just that I moment about is that. very cute and funny when she says that was a joke o- older people make jokes and he says oh my nana likes to take her wig off so says, well your nana and i have that in common it's very oh, funny. it is it's such a great, a great the Same. other lovely little moment is when she comes up and she says she gives her the um, the uh, quiz that she says she's failing, and that's mm-hmm. that moment where she says, "Look, I'm a uh, you don't need to make yourself dumber for guys to like you." And that's when she does mm-hmm. the whole pusher monologue. She says, "I'm a pusher. I push my I'm husband into law school, and yeah. look at that one." She does this whole moment, and it's really, I think, two great choices. Yeah, it's a really beautiful little scene, and I and I can't wait to play <sighs> and uh, try to recreate that oh. uh, scene in a fun <laughs> fun practice way. I also I think want, that's yeah. what kind of makes it stand the test of time too. Is like everyone had that teacher. Mm-hmm. right that impact pats you mm-hmm. like in that oh way. yeah Worth immediately that in my head i just went oh yeah mr fleming uh yeah all these other teachers yeah and like normally it's Brown, like a couple hello. but yeah i feel like every year or every few years you're like oh yeah we all had that tina fey teacher who mm-hmm. was just calling you out on your shit or like Called pushing you, out you your bullshit exactly to do better yeah yeah who like saw teacher. you yeah, they were yeah, so that's true. Tina. They in the music because they have a musical. Broad, they made a Broadway musical. Oh, that's of this, right. Which we haven't talked about quite yet, but uh, which is pretty good. Um, a lot. I loved a lot of the music, and also because I love this movie so <gasps> yeah. much. Did you go and a see it? Or did I didn't go see it. it. Okay. I just know the music. Nice and have daydreamed very many times about being in this. Uh, this is my official official pitch. Um, uh, <laughs> because they have one person play both the moms and the teacher. They have oh. and Tina Fey's character, so they they have like one lady playing all three, and I'm like this. Nice. That's yep. That's the role. That's dream, but the only one really that Dear makes sense Tina for me Fey. at this point. And also, yeah. Tina Fey, I know you're listening Dear to Tina this Fey. with Chrissy Teigen. I know you don't can cast you just, this. <laughs> <laughs> but can you override whatever's happening? No, I. There are people that are like you know on Broadway. It's a little different. There are people like in there early 30s playing some of these roles mm-hmm. uh janice ian, ian being another role i would love to janice ian was pretend i can i can do i remember <laughs> not really that guy but i can't like, be wa- watching this like as a teenager and connecting with or wanting to connect with the janice role moment being like i wish i was i like wish that. i was badass mm-hmm. badass and sort sure. of yeah but like as I'm an adult not. watching that, i was like oh wow she's actually hugely manipulative and i think again perhaps closeted lesbian but hey none of our business janice you come mm-hmm. out whenever you're ready but mm-hmm. i i remember wanting to be like i want to be because she was Where sort of the fuck you are. of regina george but like not <laughs> using it as a yeah. weapon against everybody hers was a targeted weapon which whether that was okay or not it wasn't i was like oh yeah i wish i could be more like fuck you to yeah, people and like and i was also a huge tomboy and she was just like i don't give a shit you know about you know yeah. what people think i'm wearing and they're and they're just having a blast being 
yeah whatever they are like just so boldly mm-hmm. like yeah. open about who they are her I think, and- like i i wasn't a big tomboy and i w- and i think that i wish i had identified more with that mm. as i was younger because now i do i identify more with like just give me like some men's clothes give me some like i, yeah. I pants like i i'm in sneakers like i don't you know i'm definitely more align i'm more aligned with that vibe more now than yeah. i did that i almost did an opposite I don't know if it was like a pressure because i there was a moment where I, I hadn't worn a dress or skirts i just didn't i was like yeah. i can't climb a tree if i'm wearing a skirt why would i ever want to wear yeah. one out so there's a long period of time where i was uncomfortable in those and you know only since i in my adulthood have i started to embrace a little bit more flirty feminine sort of mm-hmm. girly side I feel like i've had the same i still yeah. cannot own or wear the color pink it's just a thing i cannot do no however i'm i've i've I rock a great dress. Hell yeah. Yeah. We love it. Yeah. I'll, I'll give yeah, maxi, I, a good I maxi skirt. I struggle with dresses these yeah. days. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I just, I flipped. I'm like, give me a suit. Look, we're all in flux. We're all imperfect people, yeah. just like all the characters in this I film. I love it. Well, I think I also, I was like, I was such a ballerina. I was like, I was the dancer, the ballerina. And I was, you know, I played a lot of girly girls in theater or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so, I guess I just felt like I had to be a little bit more. I just, you know. Yeah. There, which, was, there was pressure to like, be a certain kind of. Yeah, burn it down. Burn it, just burn down. it all burn down. It down, guys. Burn it all Join down. the lacrosse team. Fuck it. <laughs> Boo, you whore. Fuck all this. Boo, you whore. <laughs> See, I just say it for no reason. It just comes up. It's a great quote. Yeah. Well, thanks for picking me, oh girls. Gosh. This was fun to revisit. This is great. I, I learned and I learned more things. I was delighted when you said this was your oh, movie choice because it so truly glad. has been a long time since. Because decision making is hard for me. I know. I was well, like, oh god, I have to decide on. Well, we're very glad that you did, and we loved Yay. having you on. Is there anything Thanks. that you want to like pitch or like sort of end with before we wrap out this episode? Tina Fey, um, please hire. No, uh, <laughs> we went over that part. I just want to be on Broadway, and uh, I don't even think that show's running anymore. Well, no, the tour is. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, no, I'm <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm just happy to have been been able to talk about film today yeah know. and find find when carol yeah find me on the social media. on the social media watch around. your videos they're hilarious yeah i'm immediately guys. gonna go Thanks. watch a bunch of your videos yeah your dance excited. video um i've seen so many random people from my life repost mm-hmm. them and i was like this is so exciting yeah, it was, was like i know you it was overwhelming <gasps> i will be honest and How say that exciting. it was like i was like oh no no. my phone felt very loud going viral <laughs> it's it's uh it's exciting but it's it, it's more overwhelming than exciting for sure because you're like oh no what's gonna happen people are gonna say mean things now you know yeah don't read the comments you don't need to well i did don't and it was okay <laughs> don't do it that it was okay okay good okay it, was, it ended up being okay okay it's good, good. Yeah. oh good job internet what a rare thing for me to say <laughs> okay. i mean there were a couple loud. people that well, let's go with women supporting women and yes. women saying amazing supportive yes. things. Like, yes. Let's all support our girls and all being creative. And let's just support them. Yeah. Girl yeah. world of that. <laughs> all right. Thank you so much. Thank you.